Yeah, that's good. Blame it on the sun. Oh, child. What? Nothing. I'm just hungry. <clears throat> Bro. I really ate today. So when I tell you I've been sleeping, I've been sleeping. I cleaned up a little bit and slept. All right. So, you know, a couple weeks ago when I told you I was going to have to go to training on my off day. Yeah. That was yesterday. Oh, shit. So, yeah. I was at the Space and Rocket Center from 8.30 to close to 5. Oh, hell no. It was a full day? Yeah. They gave us, like, lunch or whatever, but I just ended up eating at the cafeteria because I was like, I'm not leaving. and going to lose my spot. I had to park around all these niggas. So what exactly was the training for? It was for uh, a recertification. So I went to that. I uh, I left at like five. I got some beer, went home. I was like, look, I don't usually have my like off day ritual of washing clothes and eating a nice meal. I'm just going to drink some beer and go home. As soon as I walk in the door, I remember I forgot to get Cooper dog food. <laughs> so like like that morning I used the last of it I was like okay get dog food after you're done but after I was I did not think about it until I got back home <clears throat> so I did have some food for him and I was like alright I'm just going to run up to the store and get some more of his food or whatever a lot of people haven't been talking about this but there's a shortage in uh, dog food oh Similar. dog food too yeah, similar to like with the baby food thing. Except for, you know, dogs are dogs. <laughs> they can survive on a lot more. Right. Now, switching a dog's food will mess his stomach up. And that's really what I'd be trying to avoid. I ain't trying to have him throwing up on me or pooping everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I let him out, let him hang out for a little bit. And then I'm like, I'm just going to run up to the store. So I put him back in the crib. I look, bro, I'll be right back. Because anytime I just leave, he'd be like, nigga, what the fuck you doing? (laughs) We supposed to chill. (laughs) So put him in the crate. I run to uh, Kroger real quick. I get the food. I'm like, look, I left my nigga. I'm going to get him a bone. I get him a bone. Bone he's chewing on. I get to my house. My fucking door won't unlock. What? My keypad, the battery in it died. Oh, damn. You don't got a backup key? No, I didn't until yesterday. Because <laughs> it always worked. And I'll, and then my garage one it has a keypad also. Yeah. So that one was dead because I never used my garage. Uh, I never come into my garage, which I'm going to start doing. Now, I so you got to call them. 
Yeah, nobody answered. <laughs> then I'm you like, your, okay. You went to your folks' house? What'd you say? You went to your folks' house? Uh-uh. I just stayed here. So, like, I uh, I was like, look, I just let Cooper out. Hopefully, I left the back door open. Usually, I don't, like, ever. But I was like, look, hopefully, I was negligent this one day. So, I'll go around back. That motherfucker locked. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. So I'm like, it was call. not your day. No, at all. <laughs> I felt like Charlie Brown. And then I'm sitting out there. I can't get a hold of nobody. And then it starts raining. And that's why I put that on Twitter. The Lilo is stitched thing. Oh, so I was just sitting out there in the rain, being like, I just wanted to drink beer. That's all I wanted to do. Aww. My day was already ruined. I was like, let me just drink this six pack of beer and I'll be good. Ever since I seen that story of that one girl getting Instacart, I do not be fucking with them delivery drivers. Yeah, I don't blame me. <clears throat> That's what I was thinking also when you, when you said it. I was like, look at my homie being smart. But I mean, also, it's still, you know, like COVID protocol, like whenever you do order delivery, they have the box where you can check like contactless delivery, like leave at the doorstep. And right. I always do that. So it's just like. Me too. And then you like. not paying attention or are you up to some shit? Right. Every now and then I'd be like, damn, y'all really don't respect this shit. I clearly asked you like, bro, this is a pandemic. I know we in Alabama. Yeah. God damn it. Mask on. So it's like, it seems like you would. <laughs> Be a little bit more apt to just drop this shit down, but I didn't got so bad about not wearing my mask. I need to get back on my shit. I'm scared. I, I got COVID yesterday though, because it wasn't not one <laughs> mask in sight. It was two black women wearing a mask, and I saw other black women not wearing a mask. And when black women ain't wearing a mask in a <laughs> panoramic, it is the end of the fucking days. Like, oh, black women not protecting themselves? What? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm super nervous. All of the people that they said got COVID at work, I've been around them. Oh, yeah. So now I'm just wondering, like, how long it's going to take to the next person call out sick and the next person, and then we short staff. I ain't trying to wish no COVID on me, but sometimes I'd be like, just come get me. <laughs> <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> I could use an off day. Bro. Uh, one of my friends that got it, she was like, nah. That shit was not that was not it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kicking my uh, 17-year-old nephew's butt right now. Was he but, vaccinated? Uh-huh. Vax and boosted. And breakthroughs. I need to get my <laughs> other booster. I didn't get my booster yet. I, I think I when I was supposed to. I think I think March it's or April. Is it six months after? Yeah. And my my second one was in October, so it had to be it had to be March or April. Hot one somewhere. I'm probably gonna cut that out just in case a nigga try to rob me. Uh <laughs> Niggas do be jacking. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, right. So, um, 
Yeah, so that happened. I finally get in. And Cooper's like, nigga, where the fuck you been? Because <laughs> he like, what could, the fuck is going on? Because he could hear me putting the keypad in and not going. Yeah. Every now and then he would be like, he'll bark. And I'm like, okay, so this nigga will look out for me if somebody trying to break into my house, even if it's fucking me. <laughs> I get in. And I'm just like, okay. I ain't doing shit tonight. <laughs> Bro, do they not put black olives on Supreme Pizza anymore? I thought that was one of the main things that you have on it. The hut is sl- is uh slipping. Pizza Hut is really grinding my gears tonight. You know what grinds my gears? Pizza Hut. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my bad. I'm trying not to be too close up on the mic while I'm chewing. It actually sounds pretty good, like when you're facing it. It's not too bad. Okay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so that was Juice's uh what's the name of the book? The Alexander Very Horrible Bad Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my very bad day. I didn't hear from any of my crushes. It was just bad, bro. It all started when you had to go to work on your off day. I know that like I felt like that was like a Nexus event, like on uh Loki, and it just threw my whole universe into like a warp <laughs> to where nothing even when I stopped at Burger King, I I decided not to get a croissant which This is what fucked my day up. <laughs> you changed your routine. Right. I always get a sausage croissant which not a double, not a uh bacon and sausage. I always get a sausage Sausage croissant, which and orange juice. I decided, hey, I'm gonna get that toaster thing that they have, like where it's like on sourdough, whatever. Uh, so yeah, and then I ate that, I bit into it, I was like, this tastes like shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a fuck, and then I was just like, what's wrong get- with it? It just it, sometimes when you're in a rush, you can't go with something new. You gotta go with yeah. your old faithful. Like it wasn't bad. It was just I don't know. The bread was like so thick that it it took away flavor from the sausage. If that makes sense. I mean, I ain't never met a thin sourdough. I know that that bitch was healthy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's what set my day in the warp. That Nick Cooper was fucked up, and he was all over the place. It's just he, like he, be, I think he knows my routine. Mm-hmm. So like, I was getting ready to go work. He like nigga, this is the day we sleep in. What the fuck are you doing? Like he was really looking at me like you probably like I know you ain't getting me up early to use the bathroom. Right. He, like I got in the shower at seven. He's like, Bro, what the fuck? I thought we off today. <laughs> and then I, I let him out, went him let him back in the crate. He's like, Nigga, you putting me back in the crate now? <laughs> like, yeah, bro, I gotta go. And then yeah, we just had a bad day. He got a bone though out of it.
my all of my days are waste well, just one big day. <laughs> <laughs> like Chance the Rapper. <laughs> it's my day. Have you heard his new song? Uh-uh. He has a, a song with uh Vince Staples. I'm oh, not Vince Staples, uh what's his name? Other nigga from Chicago. I can't even remember right now. Vic Mensa? Yeah, Vic Mensa. I be getting them two mixed up too. I don't it's just something that like it's the I Vic think, and the Vince. Like, it's something about being black and getting <laughs> older, you'd be like, What's that boy's name? Uh the other V name. The other V name. You know you know who I talk about. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but uh yes, I like that song. I did not realize how many that many people hate Chance the Rapper. Me a, lot, a lot of people hate Chance the Rapper. It's kind of weird. I never I, I never knew it. Well, for why? <laughs> A lot of them like think like he's corny, which I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the other people just they don't. Some people don't like his voice, which my brother is even say he doesn't like Chance the Rapper's voice. It's very like when I first heard Chance the Rapper, it was very similar to Lil Wayne to me. Yeah. Um. So I don't see how people hate it that bad. But I think it's also one of those things to where we accept it from this guy. Somebody else who's like, nigga, who are you? I mean, if you're Wheezy F baby baby, you let some shit slot. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. People hate people for all type of weird, different reasons. Um, I guess this is our first segue. Uh, it's people that don't like Kendrick Lamar. I don't know how. I love Kendrick. I know. I I feel a connection to Kendrick that I don't feel to a lot of other artists. Yeah, I literally at one point was in love, like wanted to marry Kendrick. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be like two years. So I'm pretty sure I proposed on Twitter. <laughs> this man was in a whole ass relationship. <laughs> you trying to wreck it. You said, fuck that shit, nigga. I want you. <laughs> I want you. <laughs> W-O-N apostrophe T. <laughs> Won't. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things that ever happened on Twitter. That becoming a whole little thing. <laughs> I want you. Because <laughs> women get it off better than men. Because <laughs> women, women use it in the exact way niggas use it. Unironically. While being ironic. <laughs> it's a hashtag now. I know. <laughs> I want you. <laughs> Somebody needs to make a shirt out of that with Uncle Sam's face on it. That'll be hilarious. Hey. Or like, or just a hood nigga. In Uncle Sam fashion. <laughs> I want you. Hey, put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, it's people people that love Kendrick, which I will admit, 
it's gonna sound like I say this about everybody. I'm a Kendrick Stan. Full on. Like when he dropped a heart five, I was like, okay, it's Kendrick season. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and I get they be doing that shit that almost they do with J. Cole fans be like, well, you don't understand what he's really saying. Mm-hmm. He's on the left side of the video because that's where the heart is. Mm-hmm. And cinematography people were like, no, actually, that's the rule of three. Just <laughs> <laughs> to balance out the picture. Right. <laughs> right. Ain't got nothing to do with none of the foolishness you bucky ass niggas is talking about. Everybody want to be think piecer so bad. I know. And it, most of that shit be coming off as cringe. Even from the niggas is good at it at certain points. That's why I be having to check myself and be like, nah, I can't be no book nigga in the words of Thomas Glenn. <laughs> can't be on Twitter being a book ass nigga. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I first listened to the album on my way to Atlanta two weekends ago, and I was saving it because it literally came out um, that Friday. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect. Like I wouldn't, I wasn't trying to wait up for it over midnight for one because I had to get my black ass in the bed, but. <clears throat> I was like, nope, I'm not going to jump on it. When everybody else jump on it, I'm going to just wait while I'm driving. It's just going to be me. I'm going to be able to take it in in the car stereo, like boom, boom. And bro, when I say that that album is a fucking like healing album, like that album was therapy. And then it was funny that I had those thoughts and I got on Twitter and um, look at Dustin. I don't think I don't know if you know who Look at Dustin is, but he does. Um, he does a couple popular podcasts like The Friend Zone. He's close with um in the same circle with like Kid Fury and Chris on them. Okay, but anyway, he was just like, I think he said it, or either Duran Bernard said it. But they was they said something along the lines of like this Kendrick album. Are we going to talk about how this Kendrick album is essentially therapy for the black community? And I was like, bruh. Because it was so much unfolded. Like, I honestly, as much as I like want to go back and try to like re-listen with the same intent, because the album is so heavy, I'm not ready to do that yet. Like, I need for a couple weeks to go by. Like, I've been playing my few songs that are my favorites. But to like try to redigest the whole thing from top to bottom again, I can't handle it because it's so much in it. And like, um, we cry together. Ooh, honey, too soon for your girl. <laughs> like, way too soon for your girl. Way too soon. That shit. Like, I was just listening to it. Like, jaw dropped. Tears, just like damn. At one point, I just had to turn it. I was like, I don't, I can't hear the end. It feels like it's never gonna end because that was one of the longer songs too. Yeah, that shit was oh, like uncr- as at like the four minute mark, I said, this is enough. <laughs> I am nah. <laughs> being triggered left and fucking right. <laughs> man, 
I, as a nigga that can't relate to any of that shit he is saying, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is so... It, I, it almost gave me the feeling of this is one of my pet peeves and it's so stupid. When rappers have the skit that has sex in it. Yeah. And it just is so fucking cringe to me. Yeah. Not because it's not well done or nothing like that. It's just like this. Like that is not an easy listen at all. You can't just be riding around listening to that shit. Yeah. It's gonna fuck your mood up if you bad woman or child. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very very heavy. Very heavy. But what's crazy, I'm not even gonna say crazy, but I just know that so many other people can relate to that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was off putting seeing how many people were like, yo, I've experienced this shit. Not saying like anybody like is abnormal, but it's just that the throes of a fully toxic relationship is not even that's not the level of toxic I've ever been in. I ain't never just been like, look, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You out here like all these other hoes. <laughs> I ain't never been on no shit like that. So like that. Well, like, lucky you. <laughs> lucky you. You bitch you. <laughs> <laughs> lucky you for not having no extra shit to have to heal from in this nah, life. No, nah, I didn't have extra shit to heal from. I just ain't never had no call no woman a bitch in her fucking face. And told her she was like all these other hoes. <laughs> That's some intense shit. I might have thought it, but to tell a woman that that is that is a level of hurt I don't want to be at. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy. That is one that I will never listen to again. <laughs> I heard I it once. It. I felt what I needed to feel. <laughs> right. It's, it's, I got you. I can skip it. I'm, that's a skippable one permanently. Um, Like how you said, like, you had to take time to listen, listen back to it. And, you know, you can uh, listen as emotional as it was. You have to take time to listen. That's how I felt about the Pimp a Butterfly, to be honest. Yeah. The first couple of times I listened to it. Because if you didn't struggle with depression and shit. Mm-hmm. That shit's so fucking triggering. Like you, I still can't listen to you. Like just him being drunk in the hotel room, talking to all that crazy shit. It's like, yeah. nah, bro, I didn't been that nigga. Yeah, that is not a good fucking feel at all. That is the scariest shit you can fucking do. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel you. Um. I do like that after we cry together, he had purple heart. Purple heart, yeah. And summer was summering. Kendrick was Kendrickin'. Ghostface was killing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this shit is the lead into it, like the end of it that flips into we uh purple hearts mm-hmm. is so nice. You I like the beauty transposed against the uh, the hideousness of We Cry Together. That first, um, like, it's a double disc. So that first uh, 
it ends after uh Purple Hearts. Um that first the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, like this is a lot going on musically. And it hit me so like I I didn't know what to expect, but like it hit me completely different. I didn't realize how much Baby Keem's influence would be on here. I know they cousins and I know Kendrick was all over Baby Keem's album. But yeah. That's one of his influences. But uh so the the one that got me also, and I've seen a lot of uh a lot of men say this, Father Time. Father Time is I haven't heard a lot of songs like that that really talk about growing up as a boy. I'm I'm looking through the checklist now. I'm trying to. And that's not a memorable one for me. If you were like, if you were born a cis man, that shit is so fucking relatable because your masculinity is. Uh, what's the best way to explain it? The way you're socialized as a boy is so different, especially as a black boy. Mm hmm. Like, even growing up, like, the way Kendrick talks about his father issues and stuff, there is, like, the only thing I don't like about, like, calling niggas fatherless and shit like that is that it almost downplays uh, how difficult having a father in your life as being a a young black boy is. Mm -hmm. Your masculinity is different. You can't just sit and be in your emotion. You can't feel emotion. Like that uh that line where he said he looked at his dad and he and his dad was going back to work after his mom died and he said something like what bills don't stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, my dad went to work the day his mom died. I remember that. Like me, my brother and sister, my mom all crying at home. My dad was at work. Yeah, that's crazy. So like, yeah, that's part of like being the black <sighs> man in America. Yeah, and then like having to figure out your whole relation with uh, your own masculinity and what it means to be a man. While mm-hmm. having an example of a man is a different thing from not having an example. Yeah. So, like, I can totally relate to that song in a different way. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the lyrics now. The the amount of times he's actually used the term daddy issues is very different. That nigga went to fucking therapy. For a rap nigga, yeah. Because niggas, niggas don't too much acknowledge a daddy issue directly. Like they might say, you know, my dad was tripping. Yeah. You know, I don't really care. Like it is what it is, but you can see and hear the anger. Right. But they never actually acknowledge like, this is my daddy issue. I have daddy issues, but this nigga is explicitly saying daddy issues repeatedly. I always laugh about when people, uh, 
like just uh laugh about like a man calling a, calling their father daddy. That's always <laughs> funny to me to be like, you calling another nigga daddy? Nigga, that's my daddy. What the <laughs> fuck are you <laughs> the fuck you what? want me to call him? You want me to call him Dennis Senior? That's fucking weird as fuck. <laughs> I've been calling call this- father? Right. I came into this world. Maria had been calling this nigga daddy for years. Right. I don't just make up some shit after that. <laughs> People like that's that fragile masculinity shit. Mm-hmm. For sure. But it's also that shit that women be putting on niggas. But anyway, uh <laughs> you wanna see who the most homophobic person in the world? Look at a black woman when she get turned down or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you must like niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I digress. Uh one other thing on that first uh on the first album. I mean on the side A, we'll just say. Take it old school. Side A of the LP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I think it was in ninety five when he was talking about how he had writer's block for two years. Mm-hmm. That made me think about all these people that be trying to be like, Rihanna, where's the album? Or this demanding artist to come out with some shit. You don't know what the fuck they're going through. Demanding creators to create is that's crazy. Some, like, yeah, that's we some are toxic ass shit. To be. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. But, yeah. So, I ain't gonna lie, first time I listened to it, I'm like, man, I gotta, I was like, I gotta listen to this a lot more times. Not because I thought it was whack or anything, it was like, it was just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Then you get to, uh, side B of it. Now, it was split up as, it was advertised as Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm-hmm. I think I was watching Dead End Hip Hop and uh, one of the guys was like, did it seem like side B was Mr. Morale and side A was the Big Steppers? Because side A had more of the upbeat radio friendly songs outside of We Cry Together. I was like, yeah, I can see that. So when when is exactly the split? Where does side B start? Purple Hearts? After Purple Hearts. Okay. Mm. I see now. And it changes. It gets real deep on side B. Like real, real, real deep. Yeah. Even the the, the hardest one was Auntie Diaries. Hardest as in like a difficult conversation to have in the community. Oh, totally. That, um, <clears throat> all right. First off, before I even listened to the whole thing, I saw niggas talk about Auntie Diaries. First off, I listened to, I, I fell asleep to this album on first listen. I had a little bit too much drink. Uh, <laughs> And so I put it on while I was going to sleep. Um, so I listened intently the first time when I was at work. So I had gotten up and it was at that morning. And people were already talking about Auntie Diaries. 
First off, it already had motherfuckers being like, this shit whack. And I looked at the timestamp and it was at 12 o'clock. Like, bro, ain't no way you listen to this hour and something. And I already got your <laughs> opinions. Right. And then you don't listen to Kendrick like this. Like, this, this ain't fast food, nigga. Like, this shit. This shit is different. And These I know nutrients. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is cooking soul food, bro. This shit gotta be absorbed. Right. You take a nap after this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was a whole bunch of young niggas, and I was like, yeah, I don't listen to these niggas. I did notice for the most part, music niggas weren't putting nothing up. And which I think that was also why we were seeing ignorant ass niggas saying shit. Yeah. And it was like, oh, so people don't think it's good or whatever. It's like, no. You gotta listen to this shit. It's just the people who bullshitting with it is saturating the timeline. That's why you can't believe Twitter on most shit, to be honest. It's not a true barometer on what people think about art or anything else. It's just the loudest nigga saying the wildest shit. So, when I saw people talk about Auntie Diaries, oh, he's transphobic, oh, he's uh, homophobic, not saying he's not, but (laughs) the way they were saying it, it was a a focus on the F-bomb, which I was not fucking expecting. Yeah, it took me back to J. Cole. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, whoa, bro. Immediately, I was like, damn, I wonder if this is going to get that same kind of... Yeah, and I was like, not my boy. Not my boy. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, Kendrick, don't do it to yourself. First, the fat boys break up. Now, every day I wake up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Kendrick going to get canceled? <laughs> and then like, I had a little mini freak out when I was reading the tweets. I was like, oh, God, please don't let Kendrick get canceled in 2022. That's all I fucking need. And then I went back and listened to the album. That wasn't the weirdest part to me, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, So I listened to the song. And yeah, that's how most of us cis heterosexual men came around to uh, the LGBTQ community. Especially Mm -hmm. as, as young black boys. <clears throat> like that, yeah. The only, my only problem, not my only problem, but one of my main problems with woke people is they act like we all woke up in 2014 knowing all of these terms the and knowing, thing. right? And it's like, no, nah, it's a progression. I'm not going to tell people of that community how I feel about anything. I would never dare do that. But for me, I think it showed. It was a sip. It, it wasn't exactly like my journey, but it was a similar journey to getting to that. So I could understand that perspective. I can also understand why I why I would not want to listen to a song that says the f word nine times. Yeah, and dead names two people, yeah. which is something I had to get hip to, and I. 
dead naming is when you use the name that a trans person used to be used to use. Mm-hmm. That's just for our audience, just so everybody knows. That is considered offensive. And I can see why. So I can see why those things are triggering and they shouldn't be applauded to certain people. I can understand why people would feel that way. But most of these big name rappers ain't doing what he did on that song. Come on. Now, will it age well? Probably Nobody not. Has, nobody has done it. No. Period. <clears throat> and I, I do know the hip hop is getting more progressive. Saucy Santana is out here killing it. Uh, Isaiah Rashad did an interview with uh, Joe Budden where he talked about being pansexual. Oh, yeah. So I know uh, hip hop is getting more broader and more progressive and that probably won't age well. But for where we're at in 2022 in hip hop, that shit progressive as fuck. But that's where I have a knock with one other thing on this album. Kodak Black is all over this fucking album. Yeah, he was. I was surprised at that. Yeah. But I hate Kodak the person and I also hate how I enjoy Kodak music. I don't go looking for it. I don't listen to Kodak. But I get it. I totally get it. Music wise. But hey. It's just hard. Like, alright, so then you get to Mother I'm Mother I Sober. Which is fucking triggering for so many of us. <laughs> Different ways. <clears throat> that song is so fucking heavy and talks about issues that we don't talk about a lot in our community, especially uh, sexual assault and things by family members and things, especially the young black boys. We only usually talk about that if it is from a man. We don't talk about from a woman or other things. But yeah, that's a very heavy song also. Yeah. The other thing is the music nerd in me. Uh, Beth Gibbons, who sings on Mother I Sober, is the lead singer of Portishead. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was like, yeah, this shit is crazy. That's why it was all Yeah, Portishead, Portishead, Portishead. Evocative and shit. Yeah. And then I'm like, look at Kendrick doing some deep cuts with Portishead. That is some shit. And like, I love this nigga, bro. <laughs> um but yeah. It's it's a lot going on in this album. I w- I, I'm starting not to go towards ranking stuff. I actually hate rankings now. But ain't no, it's the best album this year. Mainstream. I haven't heard another album that's better than it. That's true. I can definitely agree with that. I have listened to this album more easily than anything I've listened to in the last, since J. Cole's album, maybe. And I'm not even a big J. Cole fan, but I listen to a lot of J. Cole. 
Tyler's album. I forgot, man. I really have not just been out here listening to albums like that. Yeah. Music ain't... Everybody ain't this. That's what it is. Like, everybody ain't putting out high-quality shit that you can go back and listen to and find new things. Not saying there's not niggas out here, because I do feel like that's lazy when people be like, these new rappers ain't rapping. Nah, these niggas are spitting. Actually, a lot of them are women. They be spitting their asses off right now. But, yeah, I've listened to this album more than any album since Jake Holt, no, Tyler the Creator's album. But I've, I'm a big fan of Tyler also. So, yeah. He got one, man. He ain't got, he ain't put out a bad album. His like it's important that we might start talking about his streak. His album streak is up there. His first mainstream album is Section Eighty. Section Eighty, Good Kid, Mad City, uh, Depend of Butterfly, Unmastered, Untitled. Uh, damn. damn, and now Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. That's a hell of a five album streak. This is true. The only one I put above it is Kanye in rap. Yeah. You got college dropout, late registration, graduation, uh, 808s. Beautiful Dark. Yeah. That's Watch a hell of a run. Watch the Throne <laughs> Yeezus and, uh, uh, cruel summer. Damn, yeah, that's a that's a run. And then Yeezus with I mean, uh, then uh, to pimp, uh, not to pimp, Life of Pablo. Yeah, that's the end of the cl- of the Kanye classic run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a steady like. I mean, Hove has reasonable doubt, but in my lifetime, which didn't get the amount of. Love in the beginning, but it was it's definitely a good album. Hard Knock Life, Life and Times, The Dynasty, Blueprint, Blueprint Two, the Black Album. That's a pretty good run. Outcast is up there. Southern Cadillac Play of Music One. ATLS. This is off topic, but did you know UGK and uh, A Ball MJG was on Versus tonight? Yeah, I didn't watch it, but yeah, I'm gonna go back and watch it. I was on Instagram and saw that. I'm, it's just crazy to see how far Versus has fallen off. But UGK, MG, MJG, and A Ball is that's a classic Southern lineup. Oh no, for sure. But I'm just saying, like it used to be a th- like the thing pandemic. We was all over versus whenever they came out. Yeah, and now it's like you don't even hear about them unless that, you happen to be on the gram. Yeah, it's almost like learning about what used to be like learning about concerts in Huntsville. You got to be in tune with that shit. You got to be plugged the fuck in. Scarface is coming here for his last <laughs> tour, and it's gonna be at uh, Envy. Um, widespread panic is coming to the fucking amphitheater. It's fucking nuts, bro. <laughs> what a time to be alive 
you and yours and me and mine. We got this amphitheater up and we ain't playing no games now. Dave Matthews band performed here last week. Last week. week. It's like, bro, we get names? Are we talking teams? (laughs) (laughs) We getting people in Huntsville, Alabama. And then wild. We got the Black Keys coming in a couple months. Jack White, which is fucking huge. If they do like a fucking emo kid band from our middle school days, like My Chemical Romance and Panic at the Disco, and like if they if they start coming, nigga, it's gonna be so many black niggas in this. (laughs) My father. Took me to the city. <laughs> I will geek the fuck out. Like, <laughs> bro, yeah. Real shit. Let them bring Fallout Boy. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're more. Bro, let's bring that shit to Huntsville. <laughs> the suburban kids need it. What? Um, yeah, let me so lit. It's somebody else that I'm really interested in that's coming. Jack White, Black Keys. Keith Sweat's going to be in a couple of weeks. I did hear about that. I feel like we just need... Like, I'm hoping that when the Black Arts Festival comes back, it's just at the amphitheater. And it's just like some... Uh, what's the... Uh, Summer of Soul? Mm-hmm. Summer of Soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is this is gonna be the new black arts, right? It's like yeah, we out here, but yeah, Huntsville's on the on the rise. Scarface is coming. That's one of my top five MCs, and it's supposed to be his last tour ever. Damn. And then a lot of Scarface shows, he's been performing with a live band, and you know he plays guitar too. Mm-hmm. So one of his favorite songs is uh, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. The music nerd to me got to see some shit like that. For sure. That's that's all you. That's face mob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so much shit going on in this city. <sighs> Everything's going up except for fucking wages. <laughs> Bruh. Nigga, they said gas gonna get to six dollars. If that shit happens, it's gonna cost me a hundred and fifty dollars to fucking fill up. In a lot of places, it's already up there. Yeah, my uh boo that I follow on uh she posted seven dollars and thirty eight cents. What? She must be in Cali. Yeah, yeah. I I literally just saw a TikTok today where they was like, <laughs> gas is seven dollars a gallon. Groceries high. It costs eight dollars to get a pack of blueberries. (laughs) But then he was like, minimum wage is still seven dollars. He's like, how the hell does an hour of work cost less than a pack of blueberries? (laughs) Exactly. What you can't get a uh, a gallon of gas for how much you work in a a fucking hour. All I know is. My shit just keep getting closer and closer to 60 to fill up. It was 57 the other day at the show. Bro, $150 to fill up is going to like bankrupt me, nigga. I'm not going anywhere. 
At that point, I would figure out a public transportation situation. That's what somebody else told me. She was like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to be at home. Like, must be nice, lady. I'm going to be at fucking work because I work six goddamn days a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I ain't got a fucking shot. <coughs> and I w- look, bro, this is the other thing about dating. I wish I would run into some broke ass bitch. They'd be like, you don't spend no money, look, bitch. It's $150 to fuck fill up. <laughs> Have you seen my gas bill? Like, Look, you better appreciate this $75 meal right now. <laughs> hey, this is my, uh, I'm eating bologna the rest of the week because of this shit. Because <laughs> I like your ass. <laughs> this shit is wild, bro. It's like, it's the, it might be the end of the fucking world. I know this shit bad because I be thinking, I don't know if I want to bring kids in this world. Like, I really be going back and forth now, being like, I look, I got three nephews and a, a niece who I love with my whole heart. I show pictures of them babies to people like I'm their father. <laughs> it's just, ooh, it's scary, bro. It's so scary. So scary. Too much going on. Like, why do we have so many shortages on all this food? Right. We can't feed babies and dogs, bro. That's some wild shit. I don't understand. <laughs> then y'all, but then but then trying to limit abortions. Why would right. anybody want to bring a baby into this world that they can't even feed? They got money for wars but can't feed the poor. Say there ain't no hope for the youth when the truth is ain't no hope for the future. And then they wonder why we crazy. I blame my mother for turning my brother into a crack baby. We ain't meant to survive because it's a setup. And even though your head up. (laughs) Pac was telling us. The fact that this shit's so relevant. I know. (laughs) You would think a rapper came out with that. Now that shit came out what, 93? Still relevant. 30 years later, still relevant. Um, This is all, I mean, it's all going to run together anyway. Um, Biggie's 50th, anniversary, 50th birthday was Saturday. Who? The Notorious B.I.G. Oh, yeah. Um, they had a special thing at the Empire State Building for him. And I was just thinking, that shit's wild. Like, his son... Accepted one of the awards, and he's older now than his dad was when he had him and when he died. Oh wow! Biggie's been dead longer than he was alive at this point. So has Pac. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. It's just it's weird. The legacy is out here though. The legacy is lit, bro. I. I recorded something, but I didn't. I'm not gonna put it out. But I was kind of just working through stuff. As a uh, dark skinned fat kid, Biggie and me are tied together at the hip. <laughs> he is what is considered the coolest fat nigga of all time. Like, hands down. True. It's him and Heavy D and Rick Ross. 
True. It, it's to the point that people say that they were attracted to these people and niggas hate on them. <laughs> That's some wild shit. But oh no, it's all wild, man. This whole world's fucked up. Yeah, it's a lot every day. So we missed. I know this is where it's gonna get a little sad. I will try to have humor spread throughout this, but we got to talk about a lot of fucked up shit. Fair warning. Um, so like we've, our schedules have been crazy because our lives are crazy at this point. Hopefully y'all stand by it. If not, fuck y'all. Nick. I know it's <laughs> but no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, fuck y'all niggas if y'all don't understand this shit. Yeah, it's life, bro. We can't control this shit all the time. We got family shit going on. Which one day I'll tell y'all what happened with my family. I just yeah. gotta get to the point where I don't cry when I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm working through this. Um so I got that shit going on. You got the Supreme Court debating if they gonna overturn Roe versus Wade, which is gonna fuck up a lot more shit than people realize. Because there's a whole bunch of people that grew up in Christian churches that thought they couldn't wait till Roe vs. Wade is overturned until they realize that they coming for all of this shit. Warning mm-hmm. after pills and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just really, I still don't understand that. They want to force specifically white women to have children. That's what all of this shit is about. It's not enough white white women are getting abortions at higher rates than everyone else. No, they're not having children at all. Hmm. You know who is having children? Black folk. Black folk and brown folk. Right. Making all these babies and they're Americans. And they're intermarrying with uh, white people. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like that. The idea of not, not the babies not being white ruling this world because white babies grow up to be white men and women. Right. You got to keep this supremacy alive. That's what all this shit is really about. Um, so we got that going on. The unfortunate thing about COVID quote unquote being over <laughs> Is niggas is outside again. Niggas is outside as fuck, acting up. And sadly, mass shootings have returned. We had a little brief detour during COVID. One of the beautiful things about COVID was that it wasn't fucking children being shot the fuck up at a fucking school. Yeah, current crime rates were at an all time low. Certain certain crime. Those crimes definitely. Yeah. Because you couldn't get more than five niggas in a room. <laughs> Bring back COVID. No, this way. 
COVID never left. It's like that joke when two or, th- two or three are gathered amongst <laughs> us. <laughs> COVID is in the midst. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, there's been a lot of mass shootings. Uh, the two biggest ones was the one in Buffalo at Top Supermarket. Mm-hmm. I believe I, I believe it's 18. 18 year old um, drove I believe four hours to that supermarket hoping to kill b- black people. Which is crazy. And live streamed it on Twitch and killed I can't remember 10 yeah. people and two of which were not black he injured also other people one of the people he shot that was white he apologized to and most of the people that were killed were elderly black people mm-hmm. that were heavily involved in their churches they were getting things ready for the next day because it was a Saturday mm-hmm. for Sunday. Um, one young lady who was helping her brother, who had, I believe been paralyzed, yes, had some kind of medical emergency and she had been taking care of him. But those were the people that were killed in that. And they still have yet to call it a hate crime. Yeah. <clears throat> or what it really is, terrorism. Yeah. Um that fucked me up. <laughs> and since I've been going places, it's also made me just more nervous. Mm-hmm. My anxiety was that I would just be around people and catch COVID, which is still out here. But now just the idea of mass shootings returning has me fucked up. So we were already going through that. Black people have been going through that. And just being like, yo, people really would kill us for existing. We know it. But when you see it in violent ways like that, it just hits you a little different. Mm -hmm. So we've been working through that. To film it too, though, is just wild. Yeah, that's fucked up. That is so sick. Like, what? Like, what? I don't get it. But that happened two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. what day was it? Tuesday? So, Two days ago, as of this recording, mm-hmm. an 18 year old went, well, first woke up that morning, shot his grandmother in the head, drove a car, and it wrecked outside of an elementary school. He went into school and killed 21 people. 19 of those were 10 years old. And two teachers. And Irma Garcia. Who's um, a teacher. One of the teacher. Her husband died 
two days after she did because he had a heart attack dealing with the shit. Right. He died of a broken heart. Like. And so much has come out since the initial uh, verdict. I'm only going to tell you what's happening as of May 26, 2022. Um, so originally, they had said that the school resource officer had engaged with the gunman before he got into the school. And they kind of left it open, but kind of tried to make it seem like the school resource officer had gotten some shots off and they exchanged gunfire. Mm -hmm. The more and more we're hearing about that, that timeline is not true. And it appears as of tonight that cops were gathered outside and refused to go into the school for an hour. What? The, The gunman went inside Went to went down a short hallway, went to that room, locked the room, and started killing children. And that shit's so fucked up. I don't even understand how you can just walk up in a school to begin with. <clears throat> like, why don't schools have better security? I, I mean, uh, schools are supposed to be safe places. Like, obviously, nobody just expects that their six-year-old needs security in the schoolhouse. But at the same time, like at this point, like it just—it feels like that would be the number one easiest thing to do since they don't want to change gun laws. Yeah, but, but the thing is. I have one it's it's multiple things. For one, at black and brown schools usually they have tons of security and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's not to protect the kids. That's to make sure that you keep order amongst the kids. Mm-hmm. Because you view them as inferior, violent, ignorant, mm-hmm. and all the other things that have gone on in this country. That make us question the intelligence of black and brown people. What's fucked up about this shit is that school district is 90% Hispanic. So when I. Very targeted group of people. And I believe the gunman was Hispanic. But. Some of the other uh, information that came out about him, a lot of people were trying to make it seem like he was an illegal immigrant, all this other stuff. Uh, that was proven to be wrong. He was from North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> now, yeah, he's from across the border. Typical you mean the stereotype. state border? Yeah, typical stereotype. <laughs> Nigga's American as fuck. <laughs> That shit don't just happen everywhere else. There you go. That's your rites of passage right there. <laughs> it's just like the other day uh, uh, was one of the trending things was 
they were asking people. Uh, I just talked to somebody that said that they never had to experience shooter drills in high school. Mm-hmm. How old are you and did you experience it? And I was like, 33. And yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We're post Columbine. Yeah. Our world is different. That Columbine shit, bro. Everything changed. One of the other stories that came out after the shooting happened is people were trying to say that the shooter was transgendered. Mm-hmm. And they were spreading this one image of the alleged shooter in a dress. And that was all fake news because that was just a trans woman living her life and people were using it as clickbait to use their transphobic views. Oh, wow. King transphobe uh, Boosie Badass (laughs) was one of the main people that said, and he was an F word. Of course. On Twitter. Of course. And I hate that fucking diabetes uh, written cadaver of a person. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) I might have to cut that. (laughs) I I really, I want them to disable his Instagram again. Right. Deplatform this nigga. What the fuck is going on? You can't just have this nigga calling people F words. Yeah. It's hate speech. But Bro, it is. I look. I know you can't cancel Boosie, not because he shouldn't be canceled or nothing. I'm just saying the niggas that fuck with Boosie don't give a fuck about what the fuck I think. True, they gonna ride for Torrance Hatch mm-hmm. for the rest of their fucking life because mm-hmm. they view that nigga like pop. I don't agree, but that's that's where the shit gets fucked up. And then all these gun people and all these conservatives are just twisting themselves in knots to make it to where they won't say the fucking obvious. We need to do something about gun control. Yeah. I Look, I own a gun. Like, you can't... Look, bro. If you want a gun to protect yourself and your property and your peoples, I have no issue. Mm-hmm. But you can't just let this motherfucker bought two fucking semi-automatic weapons on a credit card at 18 years old, right after his birthday. And it's not alarming to me because a lot of these niggas be having whole arsenals. Yeah, and then different shit. I don't even have an issue if you have a lot of guns. You just need to have a permit, and you need to pass some kind of fucking background checks at least, please. When I bought my gun, I uh, I had never shot it. I had shot guns before, but I had never shot that gun. And I got it within 15 minutes of buying it. And, and it I had a... That simple. And then I, I had a concealed carry weapon. I mean, concealed carry permit mm-hmm. already. So I was able to walk around with a fucking gun on my fucking hip. Like, I wasn't a fucking crazy person. <laughs> and now, you don't even have... Well, in a couple of months, you won't even have to have a pistol permit to have a concealed oh. weapon. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they did away with it. Now, if you go to other states, 
they won't respect you having your concealed weapon unless you have your permit. Mm-hmm. So it is still within your best interest to get a permit. But yeah, you'll be able to conceal a weapon without uh, having a permit. All that's going to do is more black and brown people will die. Yep. That's why when these gun nuts saying all this stupid shit about teachers need to be able to have guns, first and foremost, it's hard enough to teach a fucking kid. Let's just go based on <laughs> we don't need to be adding any more responsibilities Mm-mm. to the job at hand of just making sure this kid doesn't turn out to be fucking crazy. Now I gotta be teacher and security Rambo. officer. Like, what? You gotta be the kindergarten cop, literally. <laughs> That's the case. So shit pop off. You got to be able to be Annie Oakley and Anna Green Gables at the same goddamn time. <laughs> Not Green Gables. <laughs> it's oh, the I'm duality the for me. <laughs> Anna Green Gables. Well, but yeah, they want these motherfuckers. Like, but the shit that happened with the security guards and shit just proves that the whole idea of a good guy with a gun is fucking bullshit. Yeah. People think that having a gun on your hip makes you more courageous and shit. It makes you one of two things. It makes you cautious as shit. Like when I was walking when I had my concealed carry and I was keeping it on me at all times, you be you are cautious. Not mm-hmm. even like anxious or nothing. You're just trying to make sure you know your surroundings. Cause you got a fucking firearm on your fucking hip. Yep. So if somebody's following you too close, you're like, hey, what's what the fuck? Like, I didn't like the way it made me feel. That or you feel like you're fucking invincible. That. And I have seen many a nigga get a fucking gun and think they goddamn Superman. Yeah, me too. And that shit, first and foremost, get them niggas away from me. Niggas become <laughs> brand new people. Whole right. new identity when they get guns. Right. You talking to me? <laughs> like, yes, Charles, I'm talking to you. Right. Like, are we really finna fight over this fucking UGO card? <laughs> right. No, this nigga don't respect me. I'm gonna go get the tool. Right. I gotta show him. Please. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Please. Just your soft ass up. <laughs> Soft as butter. Right. Niggas get a gun and think that they fucking are fucking Rambo. Daddy, it's the BBL effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you think you're a baddie. Legs and hips and body. Body. <laughs> oh, man. What is wrong with these niggas, bro? This world's fucked up, man. This shit is sadistic. Yeah, and then um, Steph Kerr, he did he did what he had to do. Steve Kerr, yeah, yeah. Steve Steve Kerr be talking that shit, and I respect him. Yeah, he meant that. I could tell he meant that. I was like, damn. But you know, have you ever heard any of his like backstory? Mm-mm. His dad was a professor at American University in Egypt, mm-hmm. and he was assassinated. Oh, damn. Yeah, like in the 70s. So they were in over there, and his dad was like a diplomat, and he got assassinated. Mm-hmm. 
So he's been very anti-gun, anti like like left-centered politics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, like in the last dance, uh, one of the episodes they talk about it and about like how much it impacted him growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so a part of me. The other weird fucked up thing in all of this is that shooting happened on the anniversary of George Floyd's death. Oh, damn. It's already been a whole year. Two years. <clears throat> George Floyd, two years? Yeah, 2020. The trial was last year, but it was peak pandemic when George Floyd died. Yeah. Well, was, not died, when he was murdered. It was damn. Oh, see, I told you all this shit is one big day. <laughs> Actually, I think the shooting happened on Tuesday. And I think George Floyd's anniversary was Wednesday. But same, same shit. Mm-hmm. Oppression in America. Um, it's just it. It's a lot. It's like a jungle. Sometimes it makes you wonder. How you keep from going under. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even been like posting anything that has to do with any of this political stuff lately. You know, normally we'd be right there in the mix, but I, I, I just don't even, I can't even bring myself to like just participate in that energy. Like I don't wanna because for the most part, like a lot of this shit be super negative and everybody is all, everybody else is already posting it. Most people know what's going on when it comes to these like shootings and, and whatever else. Um, so I've just been, I've been more conscious about not posting every little. Yeah incident anymore and then at the same time like we're all desensitized yeah so it's not even like posting anything is going to like awaken someone in a certain way for them to care enough to try to do anything about this shit like so many of us are desensitized and unmotivated to do anything or think about doing anything. It just feels like at this point, like this is just who we are. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, we had, when we were talking about Kendrick, we discussed the idea of telling somebody, a content creator or a creative or an artist, how to do their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, somebody had tweeted to Quinta, who's the creator of Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, y- y'all should do an episode about school shooting on Abbott Elementary. And she was like, wait, what? Y'all want us to do what? Like, no. Like, y'all want us to show 
that's not what this show is about. And then people were like, did they really ask a black creator to show more trauma? Yes. Like, I don't know if you, I don't think you you said you watched uh, Abbott Elementary. Mm -mm. It is. Not yet. It is a goofy, funny, witty show. You do not want to have a show about school shootings. Yeah. Because first off, that's the saddest thing that can happen. Children dying at school is I I don't know what I don't know how we're conditioned to believe that that's okay. That's the most fucked up thing I could think of. And I don't know why some of these people don't understand. Like, this shit... I don't want to see a fucking comedy show about fucking children dying in fucking school. Or even a possibility of that. Like, how sick can you be to think that that's an appropriate thing to ask in a creator who's trying to spread comedy and the love of laughter? You want to talk about that shit? First of all, I don't think anybody should be asking creators to do anything. It's one thing if the creators reach out, but I'm just, I'm tired of people doing that. Like, oh, I have this great idea. Let me tell this artist to do it and how to do it. It's just like, bro, if you want something done so bad, you want to see something so bad, you do it. You do it. Even even in doing this shit, like when we started and began, I'm gonna leave that shit in. We were like, if you don't fuck with it, don't fuck with us. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking tell us what the fuck we should talk about. Like, you gonna go get that fire energy from both of us <laughs> if you do that shit. I'm gonna cuss your ass out. I get a lot of that, and it's just like, why don't you do it? Right. Or people are like, you should talk about this on the podcast. You should talk about that. Nigga, the nigga that I'm recording with is the only nigga I give a fuck what they fucking say. <laughs> you think I give a fuck what you say? I mean, I do in a way, but it's not going to affect this content. Right. It's not going to weigh on you. No, because the minute I start doing that shit, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to get there. Kim got there before me. <laughs> But I'll try to follow in the footsteps of my leader. <laughs> Fearless leader. What God has put on her heart. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but it's like, bro, you ain't gonna tell us what the fuck we gonna talk about. Hmm. Even like, look, I cut a lot of shit out of that last episode. Shit that would have been fucking priceless. That's another thing, too, is like when people be having these ideas of what to talk about. I'd be like, yeah, we've done that already. <laughs> you broke up. What'd you say? Like when people would try to give us ideas of like what we need to talk about or topics and shit, I'd just be like, half the time, what people be asking for, we've already done. Right. That's so, so that's another thing too like with any other creator like go back and make sure you actually know their catalog and their body of work before right. asking them 
or anything. I feel like we've been as consistent, like with the level of like shit we talk about. We talk about like deep issues, but this ain't gonna be no woke as me bullshit. Yeah, it's just like when niggas like not niggas when certain people start listening around <laughs> the George Floyd situation, they're expecting a whole woke as me thing, and it's like, nah, baby, we didn't cover that on the first. 50 episodes. We got it. We're tired of that. We're not going to. Locked in. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, you ain't going to get that from this. You're going to get some jokes, and you're going to get a little bit of righteous anger. But you ain't going to get a whole hour and a half. I, I don't have that on my heart. Not every week, either. Right. Like, black people like to laugh. Yeah. We like to joke, nigga. We have to because this shit ain't easy. No. And that's the part of it. Like, certain people, not even saying all white people or all people from certain backgrounds, but certain people don't understand that black people are just people. We breathe air, we eat food and drink water just like every other fucking mammal. Mm-hmm. We give live birth. <laughs> We are just like y'all, except for different. But that's okay. Acknowledge skin and culture, but at the end of the day, we all want our families to succeed. We want to make money in this country. Even though we think capitalism is a bullshit structure led to make the white man disappear. No, this I was wondering where you're going. <laughs> do you understand or do you overstand? And if you overstand, do you understand? Understand. Speaking of understanding. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, you know. Last year, Juneteenth became a holiday, yeah. official holiday, mm-hmm. celebrated by the federal government. And niggas were talking like, man, they're going to start doing some coonery and buffoonery <laughs> for this fucking, uh, for this fucking uh, Juneteenth shit. Just y'all wait and watch. And I was thinking in my head, my sentence, like cynical, uh, hotep ass. I was like, yeah, watch. Gotta use your revolutionary minds instead of your evolutionary minds, my brothers. Keep your third eye open. <laughs> Always. Right. Stay woke, nigga. <laughs> so, like, we knew it was coming. So, a couple of days ago, the Mart of Walls, aka Walmart, mm-hmm. <laughs> came out with their flavor of ice cream, the great value brand flavor of ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Juneteenth flavored. Yeah. Which was red velvet cake mixed with, what was it? Cheesecake? Cheesecake. Some monkey shit. But, uh. <laughs> 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 no, those niggers like red velvet. <laughs> red velvet and the cheesecake. We love it every time. 
So that is that was trending on Twitter. What I didn't know is that there is a black owned um ice cream company which had that exact same flavor that Walmart was copying. Ooh. Appropriating it on uh Juneteenth? That is some nasty business, bro. Like the term Juneteenth on there was trademarked, so I wonder who trade which person trademarked it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that's an international code for black people. We all know what it means. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh. <laughs> I have never not done that to another black person and they not know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Every time. Like Every if, time. We, if we had video last week of when we were talking about milk allegations, niggas would have known exactly what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah, they would. Not all of them, but most of them. Right. <laughs> but so Walmart did the Juneteenth shit. And then people just started thinking about like the commercialization of blackness and everything else. Mm-hmm. Which, not going to take away from that, but also... America's commercialized and racialized and trivialized every fucking holiday. Talk about it. All because of capitalism. Right. That is the beast. You must feed the beast. Um, so, you know, around March, you need a holiday for drunk people. It didn't start as a holiday for drunk people, but drunk people make everything a holiday for drunk people. <laughs> so you get, you get St. Sure. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Somebody baby shower. We bring in bottles. Mm-hmm. Burberry and bottles are going to be at a fucking baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Niggas don't be knowing what the fuck they celebrating. They be like, it's just like Halloween. Like, no, what the fuck? You're talking about, uh, what's the name of it? I can't remember the holiday. The Day of the Dead or whatever. Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) I have Kim here to say words like that because I'm such a word person. I'm a country-ass nigga at the heart of it. (laughs) I'm a nerdy ass country ass nigga and I can't say words like that I can read them I can read them all day I just can't say that shit out loud (laughs) just gotta practice um yeah so I knew once they gave us a negro holiday it was gonna be some appropriating some hateration and some holleration (laughs) all type of bullshit in this dancery (laughs) right (laughs) in this dancery (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um. so like yeah I knew like the other thing is like I'd be so cynical about shit just because I just I'm just such a such a fucking history weirdo that I'd be knowing all of these fucked up facts but oh yeah they definitely gonna fuck up Juneteenth and they ain't gonna t- look Juneteenth gonna be so esoteric in a couple, <laughs> in a couple years yeah. they ain't they were like, all people were slaves at one point. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Did you know the Irish were also slaves? I hate when niggas say that shit. You know it's oh my god, you know it's coming. You know I, it's coming. I hate when white people say that. You know, my people were slaves also. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, okay. The Irish were not fucking slaves in America, you fucking bastards. <laughs> <laughs> they were indentured servants. And also the idea of how far Juneteenth has come. The first I remember the first season of Atlanta, I think, which came out in like 2016, mm-hmm. they had that Juneteenth episode. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time a lot of people outside of the South had heard about Juneteenth. Yeah. For a so while, for- I didn't know what the hell it was. Right. And then when we started the podcast and we had that Juneteenth episode, mm-hmm. then we had the other Juneteenth episode. That one Juneteenth we had when uh, we got the Jamaican food. Oof. And then the, uh, with the soda? With yeah. The I was like, yo. That what was that. it? Sorrel? What was it? It was something. It was um, it was uh, it was a soda from Cameroon. I'm going to yeah. look it up. I had it the other day. I, I went by the uh, Jamaican and African store and they had it. That shit was bussing. It was. Like, we were living our best life, nigga. I want to say, oh, every it's so crazy. Every single year around Juneteenth, I have a wedding to do. I want to say that first one, I was either... I don't know if I was coming back from a wedding or I was getting ready to do one. I think I was getting ready to do one. You were doing one the next day. The next day, yeah. And then last year, I did a wedding on Juneteenth. I wonder the, what this year will bring. It was the Gino, I believe is how you say it. Also, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a nigga from Mississippi, so it might not be the Gino, but <laughs> <laughs> like, bear with me, my niggas. <laughs> My parents are from Port Gibson, Mississippi, and I grew up in Newmarket, Alabama. It ain't no hope, baby. You got all the southern right, everything. I got all the country. White and having white and black country is some wild shit. True. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Pulling up in a Ford truck, listening to country music, and getting out wearing baggy jeans. <laughs> it's some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and some Doc Martens. Right. It's like, it's all over the place. <laughs> like, what is going on here with this fella? Like, I remember one time I got out of my truck and it was his bum was next to the liquor store because you know, that's where I'd be going. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, you got the Jodeci boots on. <laughs> it was this white dude and I was like, nigga. <laughs> The Jodeci boots. That's when you gotta like try to tell if somebody's roasting you or if they're complimenting you. But for a white nigga to be like, you got the Jodeci boots, I'm like, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it had to. It had to have been a compliment. That's, that's what I'm my wild guess. Those weird crossovers also are always funny. Like uh, I remember one time I got this dude out, and he was in the box. And he was a couple years older than me, I could tell. But one of the uh, release officers, she's is, she's like 6'3". Damn. 
but she is pretty as hell. Like, she played basketball. This motherfucker was in the box singing Drew Hill, tell me what you want, and just doing the step up. And I'm like, where did this white man grow up? <laughs> you had to have been around niggas in 1998 to know to do the step up. Hey, that's look, that ain't on TRL. That's on 106 apart. That's on hits from the street. Yeah. Ends at midnight. Cedar's world. Oh, Cedar. Why do we love Cedar so much? That that bad computer graphics, like we were like, oh, it looks real. No, the fuck it didn't. <laughs> we were so into that shit, bro. We got to bring back that uh, turn <laughs> of the century, new millennium blackness, that futuristic uh, black shit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, black girls in some space shit with some Afro puffs. That's some amazing. That is some. That is up there with some big ass. Uh... Little space boots. I know. God, I love black women. That should be like, <laughs> like, damn, I grew up in a diverse time of black. Like, we grew up with like actual dark skin singers and shit. Mm-hmm. Not just some light skin bitches that be breathing on the fucking mic. Oh, airy. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.